Welcome everyone to Raised Evangelical. I am your host, Stephanie McCowan, and I'm joined today by my friend Rose Wynn. How are you, Rose? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Not too bad. Um, how are uh, it's been a wild year. How are you holding up? <laughs> <laughs> it has been quite something, hasn't it? Uh, you know, I'm doing I'm doing okay, all things considered. Um, yeah. I talking to a friend the other day, and I was I was telling him I think I would be suspicious of anyone who's not struggling a little bit at this point. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm I'm delighted to be here with you to talk about this very important uh, topic. So yes, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Um, so yes, we're in the middle of a very contentious election cycle. And there is a lot on the line and there are still people who feel unsure about how to vote. And the, the demographic we're going to be addressing today is one that we both know very well because of our, the culture we came out of. And that is the pro-life single issue voter. Um, I have talked to people and my sister is one of them who does not want to vote Republican this November, but feels she cannot vote Democrat because of the pro-life issue. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's, you know, it's frustrating for me and I imagine for a lot of people to hear that the only way to be pro-life is to vote Republican because we know that's not true. Um, how, before we dive into the, the specifics, like the data and so forth, how would you define being pro-life? That's a really good question. Um, and it's one that I've given a lot of thought to, um, you know, I was just, raised in the Christian church. I was raised, um, you know, memorizing scripture and basing a lot of my choices on the Bible. And one of the most uh, important things that I think that Jesus said to us was that he came so that we could have life and have it abundantly. And when Jesus said that, I don't think he was talking about a pulse. Um, right. You know, <laughs> I asked myself, what does abundant life look like? Um, you know, I think of having affordable health care. I think of having a livable wage. I think about people being able to spend time with their families and enjoy their hobbies and their passions and not be a slave to capitalism. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so for me, pro-life is a very holistic idea um, and one that I heartily, heartily support um, mm-hmm. from, as they say, womb to tomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, did you, were you ever of that same mindset where the, where you believe the only way to be pro-life was to vote Republican? I think I have always been a very complex person. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I've never, I've never had a, that binary of a perspective. Um, but mm-hmm. I do think that I definitely was a very, very passionately pro-life Christian in the sense that I um, was supportive of those who would go and stand in front of the abortion clinics and I would get very, very upset and cry about abortion and post a lot of very um, strongly worded statuses on Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know me, yeah. a very passionate person and a very... Uh, for causes that I believe in, I'm I'm very all in, and so mm-hmm. for me, it uh, it was a big deal, and especially as a mother of four children, 
you know, having carried life inside of my body, it was something that I really wrestled with and really gave a lot of thought. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I have been able to see now that I'm raising those four children and they're no longer inside mm-hmm. my body is I mm-hmm. see how all of the different issues that we face in politics are affecting their lives. They're affecting my mm-hmm. life, their mother. They're affecting my ability to raise them and provide for them and to yeah. give them that idea of abundant life. And so mm-hmm. it is, it is those sorts of realities that have led me to throw my support behind Joe Biden, because while mm-hmm. I don't um, agree or feel comfortable with everything that he is as a human being, which I don't really think that there is ever going to be a candidate that we 100,000% agree with. Um, right. I do know the statistics and I know that abortion has historically been much lower under democratic leadership than it has under Republican leadership. And so as someone who won, I don't think that anyone like has in their mind, like, I really want to go get an abortion today. You know, like an abortion is typically a very, um, very wrestled with very difficult decision that someone makes. Um, Right. But I really like the idea of women actually feeling like they have a choice between Mm -hmm. having a child and getting an abortion. Because I really, from everything that I've heard, when when a woman goes and gets an abortion, it's because she feels like she has no other option other than to get the abortion. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the opposite of (laughs) pro-life. And it's a choice either. It's slavery. Mm-hmm. And I think you hit on a very important point. I mean, I think when people hear, when people of the pro-life camp hear the words pro-choice, they equate that with being pro-abortion and they're not the same thing. Now that's not no. to say there aren't people who are pro-choice who have, you know, who, who just think abortion is, is always the answer and that's just fine. Certainly there are those people, just as there are people in the pro-life camp who think, you know, the life of the fetus at, at any cost is is worth it even if it costs the mother her life i mean there are extremes in e- on either side yes but what most of us think when we think pro-choice is we want women or we want people who are pregnant to have safe accessible and viable options yes. not have an abortion have a baby you know you can't safely support or carry your baby to, f- to full term with the intention to let someone else adopt it because that, you know, and we don't really have time to go into it today, but adoption brings up a whole other set of trauma for everyone involved. Definitely. <laughs> so that's, that's not always the best answer. Um, and so that's what pro-choice means. And I think, you know, I used to be one of those people who was a single issue voter. I would only vote for the candidate who would say the words I'm pro-life. It didn't matter to me because I didn't know enough at the time what their actual policies were, you know, how were they intent on protecting that life they say they value? None of that mattered. All they had to do was say, I'm pro-life. And that was enough to get my vote. Yeah. Now as a mother myself and someone who's been through some things, I know that there, as you said, there is so much more to life than just having a heartbeat and it's not pro-life for families to have to wonder how they're going to feed themselves, how they're going to keep a roof over their head. How are their children going to go to safe schools? You know, it's not pro-life to um, uh, 
penalize people for their sexuality or their gender. You know, there's nothing pro-life in that. And to me, as, as you said, um, being truly pro-life from the womb to the tomb, it has to be a holistic approach. It can't just be, let's save the fetus. And then once that fetus is born, then we move on to other things. <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's interesting because Christians talk a lot about, and I'm mentioning Christians because as far as I know, the single issue voters, the large majority are Christians. Um, and it's really important to, to think about um, whether you're being consistent in your beliefs and in your values, because Christians talk a lot about how sin is sin and there's no sin that's worse than another. And so if we're just purely looking at pros and cons on either side of these two potential candidates, there's, there's no way that you can argue that Trump's policies are, are policies that are loving, that, are, um, that hold both justice and mercy. Um, mm-hmm. When I look, I, you know, I've been reading up on Biden's uh, plans and his you know, policies on his website, and there's just so much more, you know, the Bible commands Christians to um, love uh, mercy and to do justice. Mm-hmm. justice and love mercy um and uh and so with those guiding principles you know it, it's obvious to me which um side is is more towards that ideal and i'm not saying and i don't think anyone's hearing me say but i just want to say that it's not that i'm saying that they have it perfect um right and we're just we're looking for the best option here like we're not um we're not picking a spouse <laughs> Right. <laughs> this, is, this, is like, this is transit you know it's like where, right. which candidate is going to get us closer to where we need to go um, exactly and so exactly that's a really important uh distinction for me to make in my mind because there are things that i i'm concerned about with biden sure. uh but but my concern does not outweigh the abject horror that i feel imagining someone who was willing to put migrants and their children separate them and put them in cages at our border and who's willing to stand by and as black bodies are murdered in cold blood by the police that we are paying to serve them uh so there this is not a case of you know two wrongs somehow like being equal right Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. I, I have yet to talk to a person who is not concerned about, you know, who has no concerns about Joe Biden. I haven't talked to anybody. But yes, what it comes down to is wh- who is going to get us closer to where we want to be, as you said. And we know that there are people who will not survive four more years of Trump. They will literally die, Yeah, which there's nothing pro-life in that and continuing to perpetuate policies that are literally killing people. There's nothing loving in that. And it's been really difficult to watch Christians in the mental gymnastics they've been playing to find a way to to justify still supporting that man. So, I mean, you know, as I, as we're discussing this, I know um, we're not going to sway them at all the people we're talking to today are the people who have that one hang up of, I can't vote for Biden because of the abortion issue. 
And I'm hoping they're hearing what you're saying because pro-life should go well beyond just getting that baby born. And it should go well beyond, you know, you see a story about yet another black person murdered by a cop and you just have the, the luxury of being able to change the channel or get off social media and suddenly that problem goes away. Mm-hmm. There's nothing pro-life in that. Yeah, it's, I mean, I really, um, I really think it all goes back to what do you mean when you say the word life? Yeah. What do you think Jesus yeah. meant when he said that he came so that we could have abundant life. Um, it's just like the Christian um, principles of, of uh, sanctification, right? Like, so um, I would compare being a single issue voter to someone who sins their whole life and then on their deathbed decides they're going to accept Christ so they can have their ticket into heaven. That's not mm-hmm. truly embracing a faith. And when you are a single issue voter, when you have someone who is dehumanizing whole sections of the population and is enacting policies that hurt people and that take away from their quality of life and then slapping a pro-life label on it, you are not embodying the values that you hold dearly. You're being manipulated and you're being used. And it's important to have intellectual honesty and to be able to hold the complexities of a situation and still make the best choice, which, I mean, based on everything I've said during this podcast, there's no way that I could even think that that uh, Donald Trump would be a pro-life candidate. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it would, what unsettles me the most <laughs> Um, I, I know, I, I really think most people mean well, I do, Mm -hmm. but they're not considering that when you say to your, your family or your friends who are, you know, gay, who are disabled, who are black, who are poor, who are, um, you know, chronically ill and the list goes on and on. When you say to them, I love you, but then vote for, you know, you turn around and vote for somebody who is actively harming them with the policies they're supporting and the propaganda they're pushing. Um, Those words quickly become very empty. Well, it's like, it's like what the scriptures say that you will know them by their fruit. You know, and it says, you know, faith without works is dead. And so when mm-hmm. I look at the, the fruit of the Trump administration, and when I look at the fruit of um, what all has transpired during his time, the way that he botched his handling of the coronavirus, um, when, I, when I see, to me, if, if you're saying faith without works is dead, right? Like when I, that to me, I'm, I'm seeing a man who wants to use the label of faith to sway people to support him and to give him more power. But I am not seeing the works. I'm not seeing the fruit of someone who values life and holds it in high esteem. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with you completely. And I know that there are some people out there who, who also see that and are still struggling. Um, if you could just say one thing to them about their vote in November, 
if they're still, after listening to all of this, still unsure, what would you say? I really think it all goes back to what does the word life mean? And I know that I already said that, but Mm -hmm. I think if these people, if, if you have a conscience and you care about human life and you care about the people's quality of life, you have permission to make that call. You have permission to trust what your eyes are seeing, to trust the evidence, to trust what your gut knows to be true and vote your conscience. You have permission to do that. Mm -hmm. that's what I would say yeah yeah and those are good words because the reality of it it, I'm actually very worried about what's going to happen if we have a second term with this man I I don't think you know we already know that there are a lot of people who will not survive I don't know if this democracy will survive another four years of this Um, so there's And it it is a hard thing for people who have always been single issue voters. I don't want to, and I know you're not, nobody's making light of that here. That is a hard thing to do when you've been told. I I mean, I grew up hearing constantly about the only way to be a good Christian was to be Republican and Democrats are all bad people, et cetera, et cetera. I heard all Mm -hmm. of it growing Mm -hmm. up. And when I first voted Democrat, that was a hard decision for me because I felt like I was betraying something bigger than myself because nobody had explained um anyway nobody had explained to me that i don't have to answer to anyone else for how i choose to vote you know that is mine yeah that is mine so and the thing the thing too is if it if it offers any comfort to people you don't have to tell anyone how you voted it's not their business (laughs) you know um so if you just cannot vote for Donald Trump and you really want this to end and you choose to vote for Biden, that is something that's just for you. You don't have to tell another person. Right. So um, did you have any final thoughts you wanted to give? I mean, I think I, I think I said all that I had to say. I, I'm very thankful that um, you're addressing this with compassion and understanding because I I have no judgment whatsoever for those who hold the pro-life view. And um, I think that we have more in common than, than we have differences. And so um, I honestly don't want anyone to regret the vote that they cast this election. And I know that uh, there's a lot at stake here. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks. So thank you for coming on here today, Rose, and, and for sharing your heart on this. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. And I hope, yeah, uh, thank you everyone for listening and take care of yourselves, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. And I will talk with you again very soon. Bye-bye.